0: Coaches, hello. Welcome again to the Championship Vision Podcast. I'm Coach Kevin Furtado, and this is Episode 113. Today, we have the great honor of interviewing Coach Dick Rippey. Coach Rippey just finished his third season at Bentonville High School. He has been involved in teaching and coaching basketball for 31 years. During that span, he has been an assistant coach at Evangel University in Springfield, Missouri, NEIA, for seven seasons, and a head high school coach at Springfield, Missouri Parkview High School and Springfield, Missouri Kickapoo High School, and currently at Bentonville High School. He led the Kickapoo teams to a record of 183-49 and 49 during his seven seasons, there including a state runner-up and third-place finish. In 2015-16, he was selected as Missouri Class 5A State Coach of the Year. He won his 300th career game this past season and is now 306 and 117 overall. He teaches PE at Bentonville High School. He has been married to his wife Shelly for 30 years and they have two adult children Ryan, 25, who is an assistant coach at Bentonville High School, and Rachel, 22, who plays volleyball at the University of Arkansas. Coaches, you're going to really like. Uh, Coach Rippy, I think he's very well known in Missouri, and I love taking great coaches from different states, so you can really kind of, kind of see how they how they're building their programs, uh, not only in Missouri but in Arkansas, and kind of seeing what the other great coaches are doing. I think it's very important for us to kind of. Um, Kind of just learn from from other states. I think we get caught up kind of in our own state, but there's so many great coaches, particularly in the Missouri area. I think you're really going to enjoy the podcast. So get out your pen, get out your notepad, and really write down a lot of notes. Welcome, Coach Dick Rippy.
1: Coach. Hey coach, how are you? Good. How's everything? Well, it's kind of crazy time, isn't it?
0: It is. Hey, tell me if everything okay cuz sometimes on the phone it gets a little it's a little scratchy on that. But um hey, welcome to the
1: Well, I appreciate you having me.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I always love I tell you, um I always love interviewing coaches. Um, one of my good friends is uh, Jared Hunsinger from uh, Boonville, uh, Missouri. Girl, Really good girls coach out there. Uh, you Missouri coaches, man. You guys, have, you guys have a wealth of knowledge to share, man. That's Georgia coaches, man. I don't know. I, I'm always learning from you guys out there. But, uh, again, thank you, and I appreciate you joining us.
1: Well, I appreciate you having me. I, I spent a lot of years in Missouri, but now I'm, da- I'm down in Arkansas. And,
0: That's and- right. <laughs> you're with, right. You're right. You're correct. With
1: just a little just- – <laughs> Finished my third year at Bentonville, and and uh, at up northwest Arkansas. It's a great place, and and Missouri's got a lot of great coaches. You're exactly right, and I'm sure Georgia does too.
0: Absolutely, yes. And, and again, I want you to share with us, kind of, you know, how you got started into the game, and uh, kind of how you created this great passion to become a basketball coach.
1: Well, I mean, like probably most coaches, uh, you know, you. You come to the realization when the playing days are over, and you try to. There's a there's a void in in our lives that uh, athletics fills, and uh, you know right now with all the stuff going on with the virus, and a lot of us are, are, are losing our opportunity to, as fans, to watch something that we love to do. I mean, and it's it's kind of similar, you know, when you when you get done as a player, you don't have much much. Uh, left as far as competing and, um, you know, coaching for me, I had my, uh, my, my high school baseball coach asked me to come and help him one summer in American Legion baseball. And, um, I, I didn't have much going, so I decided to do it and I just kind of fell in love with helping kids and, and, um, immediately changed my major to, uh, to, uh, uh education and, and coaching and, and, um, just been a very blessed career of, of helping others and and, and it's kind of weird how um, you know it goes inside so many great coaches that helped me as I was new coming on and now that's that's really my passion to help young coaches um, as well as our players obviously but to help young coaches get going in this profession and and um, I'm blessed to say that I've had Nine assistant coaches go on to move on to be head coaches and um you know that's 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 something I'm really proud of and and speaks highly for each of those individuals
0: yeah and this is the, this hopefully this is a great platform for you because I know a lot of um a lot of our guests we've got some great coaches on here that I've spoken with i've been very very blessed to learn from you guys um and there's a lot of coaches out there that are seeking information hey when did you know coach that it was that day or that practice that, Hey, this is what I want to do for a lifetime.
1: Well, I think, you know, you know, like I said, I started out as a baseball coach and then, you know, then I got involved in helping some basketball coaches while I was in college. And while I was, while I was a senior in college, I was blessed to be able to coach a freshman basketball team at a local high school in Nixon, Missouri, which is just 10 minutes South of Springfield, Missouri, where I'm from. And, you know, I, I think probably as a baseball coach that summer, just the competition—you um, know, getting back into competing. Um, and Obviously, you can't do it as a player, but uh, you know, you still get you still get excited about games. And I, heck, I, I get excited about practices more probably more so than our players. But but I, I just I love the competition aspect. I think that athletics teaches all of us so much. Um, about life skills, and uh, just really been blessed. But I'd say, you know, probably that very first experience I had in coaching a summer baseball team where you had some big games and some competitive games, and you just you just get that, that feeling, you know, of, of competition and, and wanting to win and wanting to do well and, and uh, wanting to help others, and I think that just kind of sold me.
0: Yeah, and when did you kind of grasp? It took me a. This is my my thirtieth year. I, I don't I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm I'm fifty five. But um, it, but when did you find out? Like, man, this is going to take some work. That because I think at the beginning, don't we all kind of think, "Hey, this is kind of easy, and we can just kind of throw things together." But when did you learn? Like, man, this you got to put a lot of time into becoming a great coach. When did that
1: happen? Well, I think, I think probably a lot of times it happens when you start realizing there's more to coaching than just the games or just the practices. There's more stuff behind the scenes that you have to do in preparation, especially as an educator. Um, you know, I had a guy tell me one time that uh, you better love what you're doing uh, coaching-wise, but you better be really good in the classroom because that's 75% of your job. And if you're not happy in the classroom – you're not going to be happy 75% of the time. And so I think, you know, I think you know, you, you learn those things as you go along. But, but I just, I, I'm blessed to love what I do. And, and uh, you know, I've, I've known for a long time, I, sports taught me so much. And now to be able to relay that on to players and, and, and my assistant coaches and uh, just being able to help them uh, however we can. But uh, knowing that it's more than just, the competition i think that's something that you know that that young coaches maybe don't realize how much time it takes uh, to prepare practices to you know to to prepare lesson plans for your classroom i mean all the stuff and still be a husband or a dad uh, for most of us um it's it's really about time management and uh and then also, I think I've learned, too, over the years, and, and I'm, I'm 52, Coach, uh, so I'm, right, <laughs> I'm right with you. All right. But, but, one thing, but one thing I would say is that, uh, you know, you learn over time that I don't like wasting our guys' time. I don't like wasting my students' time. You know, I'm not there to babysit them or to occupy their time. And I think they appreciate the fact that when we're together, we're going to get things accomplished that needs to get accomplished. And then when we're finished with that, it's it's time for them to move on and go do other things, or, or a lot of times they'll stay after and shoot and so forth. I mean, this was one of the most rewarding years I've ever had as a coach, you know, and it wasn't the most successful by far, as far in terms of wins and losses, but we had a really difficult season for a lot of different reasons. Uh, we had uh, one of our, our best post player broke his foot in our second game of the season and missed 12 games. Um and so we had to kind of go to Plan B per se. We had a lot of illness that went through our team this year. We had an unfortunate situation that happened late in the season, where one of our best players, seniors, gotten gotten some stuff and it got some trouble at school and in a game, and and end up not playing the last seven games for us. Um, but but we learned so much from our teams. Um, and and one thing I've learned is that kids are re- resilient. Um, they're able to bounce back and and as adults, um, I think if we don't, if we stop trying to learn, man, uh, we're missing out because the kids have things to teach us as well. And, uh, so, I mean, this was, like I said, this is one of the most rewarding years I've ever coached and we went 18 and nine had a great year. Uh, but, but, you know, I've been blessed to have some better teams as far as wins and losses go, but this was a great year. And so I'm just thankful for, for, uh, being able to coach it's been a great great career for me
0: yeah so you think um you know one of my favorite sayings is you know winning is temporary learning is forever for me that's what it sounds like do you learn more from your tough seasons or do you learn more from your winning seats i don't think anybody has the answer to that but Uh, what do you believe
1: well i'd say you better be able to do both for me. The time, the time that we get where we stop learning. Um, and that's, that's the, that's the thing. I, I think the other thing I've learned over time too, coach, is you got to have great assistants and you got to let them coach. Uh, as I said earlier, I love helping young coaches and man, I've been blessed with some great assistants. As I've told you, we've, many have moved on to be head coaches and, And, but I let them coach, you know, we do position work or we do fundamental skill work. And, you know, I let our assistant coaches do that. And I go from back and forth and watching, but, but let them coach and I learn from them. I mean, they, they, they have great ideas and, and, you know, I think, I think probably even 10 years ago, you know, uh, as a coach, sometimes you're stubborn. You think your way is the only way. And I think that, you know, our players, not just are learning from our players, but learning from your assistant coaches. I mean, I've changed some things to, uh, that our assistant coaches have, have brought to me. And just the fact that they're willing to come and ask me, hey, how, what do you think about this? I think that that, that makes me feel like they, they feel like they have a voice and in our program and they certainly do and i'm, I'm glad that they feel that way because it's really been a big plus for for me as a coach and for our program
0: coach and that I, I, you know part of doing the podcast is i'm learning you know what do the great coaches like yourself what do they do to build a great program give me one example of a job or responsibility you give to your assistants
1: well, uh, one one, I have a, my son is one of my assistants, and uh, it's been a huge blessing for me to work with him. I coached him when he was in high school, and uh, that wasn't quite as easy as as, as coaching with him. <laughs> uh, you know, if you asked him, he would tell you the same thing. But one thing, I, I mean, he does for us. Is he is a film guru. He's technology savvy. Uh, he's helped teach me things about uh, about how we do our film preparation and our scouts. I used to be a a, a paper uh, pencil and paper scout guy, and we, <laughs> sure. and we still have our guys write down things. I think they remember things better when they do. True, but. But we do a lot of video scout now, and I think the guys really, really grasp it and and understand it, and it helps them. And, uh, you know, so he does all of our video work and just does a tremendous job. Um, And then I'll be able to say to him things like, hey, can you pull up our zone possessions against, you you know, last time we played our conference opponent? And he's able to pull those up and our guy just little things like that is so helpful. And we have another coach assistant who does our scout stuff and he organizes his JV guys. We'd have a scout team and, and they, they'll go through our opponents' stats, uh, inbounds plays, etc. So, you know, they all have different responsibilities. That's just an example for each of them. I have I have two assistants that work with me. We have three really, but only two. You know, myself and our two assistants at our practices on a daily basis, uh, our third assistant's our freshman coach, and uh, he's not in our practices. So, so I mean, uh, I think giving them a lot of responsibility is, is, is something that's is, is needed and necessary, but most importantly, I think it helps them develop as a coach and I and I think they all want to become head coaches someday and and uh, been very lucky to help some guys along the way reach their goal.
0: Yeah, and don't you feel like cause I have one of my former players as my assistant. I'm very blessed with that. Um first of all, she's got a lot of energy and um that really helps even as we get older we can't do everything, but um I do feel like my voice is less, but I think it's more I think it has a lot more power when I say less and I just say a few words and I allow her to use, say things uh, during the practice. Don't you feel like you're saying less probably now, but you probably has more impact?
1: 100%. I mean, you're right on the money on that. I mean, uh, you know, I think sometimes you just coming from different, you know, I, I mean, come on, I'm I'm fifty 52. <laughs> and my I got an assistant that's 25 and another <laughs> one that's in his low 30s. Um you know, and, 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 you know, there's, 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 there's a generation gap. Even if we don't want to admit it, coach, there is one that, that, uh, you know, we're not quite as hip as we used to be. And, and, uh, and the fact that you have younger assistants, first of all, all my assistants played for me somewhere along the line. They played for me. They're former players of mine. Um, Two of them played for me while I was assistant coach at Evangel University. It's an NAIA school in Springfield, Missouri. Um, both of them, so they know what we're doing. And my son played for me at Kickapoo High School in Springfield. He knows what you know. They they know things that I like, and things that I can accept, and and things that I don't accept from our guys. And they're able to to relay relay that to them. And so you're exactly right. We don't we don't have to say near as much because. We have uh, we have other voice, we have our voice through others and uh, I think that's a great thing
0: yeah and I know that, and I think that I know we're gonna move on kind of the next the next topic but um, doesn't it improve your observational skills as a head coach when you have others actually coach it I know it sounds kind of a crazy but I can see things in detail more because I'm not talking all the time
1: exactly I agree with that and and like I said earlier we we'll we'll have one coach down on one end he's working on some fundamental skills one of our big things that we try to work on is just handling the ball against pressure Uh, in northwest Arkansas we have a a conference up here in the north northwest part of the state where we have some very athletic teams Um, and then of course in the central region around Little Rock there's some great athletes and athletic teams as well and and they they have some teams that play and press and and uh, you know we're 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 not we don't have those type of athletes at Bentonville High School um, we're not or at least our roster is not full of them like some of these other places and so like we'll have one coach down here he's working on handling pressure one versus two um, just different things and mix it up and then on the other end we've got another system that's working on finishing against prep against a defense against help um, and and one-on-one finishes and, you know, and and so they're working and I'm able to watch and every now and then I'll say things, but for the most part, 95% of the time that coach has got his drill and he's doing his thing and, uh, and I'm able to observe, which I think really is helpful. And I can make some notes and I can say some things after the drill's complete or I, we could talk in our coaches' meeting about things that we need to do better or things that we can do to improve. And, and uh, it's a great setup. You're exactly right, Coach.
0: Yeah, and I think you're great coaches like yourself. I think they allow – just like you said, they you got to have good assistance because you can't do it all. And I think it's so much more valuable. You get more done. So, I, right. I think I, – I love right. what you're saying.
1: I agree with you. You know, and I, and I think that again, it just brings value. I mean, I've, I've been in I was an assistant evangel, and our head coach there, Steve Jenkins is one of, one of the best coaches I've ever been around and one of my best friends. And he, I was so fortunate that he let me coach, Um, you know, and there are a lot of sometimes an assistant coach and and all of us are assistants at one time or another. And, Sometimes an assistant coach is is just kind of stands on the side and watches, observes, and uh, and there's some value to that as well. But but I like active assistants who feel like they have a voice and their voice matters, mm-hmm. and uh, and they and they have some ownership in our team, and I think that is it helps with the culture of, of your of your of your program.
0: Yeah, so true, coach. Coach, I hate to. Um... I know now with, I hate to create kind of a negative attitude, but I, it is a negative right now, a negative uh, feel right now with no basic, I don't know what it is in Arkansas, but they canceled everything out here when they, our Georgia high school associate. I mean, it's it's crazy with kids not playing in sports. How it is in Arkansas, how are you guys handling, first of all, all the sports cancellations, the NBA being canceled, the March madness this is almost like this has never happened. How are you guys handling that?
1: Well, I mean, you know, just talking about me as an individual, I mean, it's a disappointment, um disappointed for a lot of different levels. Um you know, as a fan, I mean, you know, March madness is one of favorite times of the year for for coaches of any age level. Um you know, just fans in general. Um I'm an NBA fan. Um, you know, we, we study quite a bit of film and, and our guys, we don't just watch ourselves or our opponent. We watch a lot of colleges, um, and NBA in particular, we, 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 we get some, some, um, actions that they'd use and, and try to use that with our teams and stuff. So we're big fans of basketball and, um, you know, I think just selfishly as a fan, it's a it's a terrible thing. I, I feel for seniors who uh, you know, we have I just this is a bad example because he's he's a he's a red shirt freshman, a medical red shirt, a player that just graduated from Bentonville High School last year. He's a freshman at Belmont University in Nashville. Sure. And they and they won the O V C this year. Um, he had knee surgery and took a medical redshirt, but you know, he was he was excited and he was home last weekend we were talking and and met for Brett, uh, met for lunch earlier this week and uh, had no idea what was coming I mean we we're just talking about how how excited he was to go to the tournament and, and be a part of it and and now you know it's taken away from him and and that's something for a freshman he's got four more years to to try to make it back but some of these seniors um, that don't have another opportunity um, to to earn their way back or Maybe they already earned their way there, and it was taken from them. And, and I'm, I'm not blaming anybody for it. Uh, I'm not saying that it was the wrong thing to do or anything. I'm just saying I feel for them. And uh, we certainly want to get it under control and get our lives back to normal as quickly as possible. And if that means that we've got to make some sacrifices um, with teams and, and sports and and that kind of stuff, I think we all be willing to do that. And just hopefully, it's going to be successful. In Arkansas, you know, our our girls team was supposed to play for the state championship tomorrow night in wow. Hot Springs, and uh, yeah. and and they canceled that game. Or I don't want to say they canceled; they postponed, postponed it. Postponed, yeah. Um, but right now, they're saying no athletics um, until March 30th, and they'll reevaluate things on March 30th to see where things are at, but. But right now, you know, we, we were in school today, um, you know, we're planning on going back to school Monday unless they tell us uh, we're prepared to go online with our classes at, at Bentville High School. But, but uh, it's, it's just been a – like you said, it's something new uh, for mm-hmm. us all. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just a, kind of an empty feeling, you know, for a basketball coach at this time of the year. Uh, just turning on the TV tonight and not being able to watch some games. I mean, this is one of the favorite weekends for us coaches watching the conference tournaments and watching the selection show Sunday and then next Tuesday and next Thursday, watching games all day long. And, uh, you know, obviously not going to get to do that this year. So that's, that's disappointing.
0: Yeah. We're going to have to find some other, you know, (laughs) I mean, we have to get more balance. I know I got to get more balance in my life, but, um, yeah, it yes. is. It is really heartbreaking for a lot of the, those players. Um yes. But, again, I, I guess we'll all learn something from this. I mean – but you, the public health, you, I think they're all doing the right thing. NCAA, you had to do that. You had to protect the public because nobody knows, like, really anything about the virus right now as far as how it's spread. So, Right. Um, well, I but, think yeah.
1: we're just learning – we're learning every day and, and – uh and hopefully that education will just keep sure more and more thorough where we can, you know, whatever we're, whatever we can do to help it. You know, if that means that you gotta, you know, like, you know, we, we have athletic hour at our high school. So, I mean, we met today with our guys and we did our, had our class, uh, we're lifting, you know, our our season ended a little week ago, Wednesday and, and our guys, you know, this week been the weight room three days this week. And, you know, so we don't, you know, it's not like, um, in Missouri, we, we didn't have an athletic hour, which, which meant that when the season was over, we didn't meet on a daily basis. Um, you know, in, 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 at Benville high school, we, we meet with them on a daily basis. And so we're able to continue our work in the weight room and, and, and do player evaluations and, and those types of things to try to, 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 uh, to try to help our kids and start preparing for next year. And, so you know it, it's it's kind of the only confusing thing right now is the the, the association the state association is is uh, suspending all of the spring sports with the majority of them are held outside right but we're still in school and that's that's you know and i understand what they're doing because of crowds and so forth but but um uh, you know and hopefully you know we'll just continue to learn more and and we'll get everything back to normal as quick as possible, and, and they'll get a hold on this thing. And Because um, right now, you know, like, you know, we're just pretty pretty ignorant about what's going on because no one's ever had to face it before.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It sounds very similar to what we're doing. We just had a meeting recently, and we're, we're continuing to have school. Um, uh-huh. But with a lot of school districts around us, they have canceled. So it's very – I mean, I don't think there's any right or wrong – way to do it. So it's, um, I guess it's, it's up to each individual, um, principal and so forth, each district. So, um, but uh, yeah,
1: yeah. In Arkansas, I'll say this, I mean, our governor Hutchinson is he's, he's fantastic and he's got a handle on it, uh, you know, the all the outbreaks right now, I think there's thirteen in Arkansas, but they're all in the central part of the state around Little Rock. Okay. So they've closed those four counties, the schools in those four counties. I'd say if we had an outbreak, you know, with one or two people up in northwest Arkansas, they'll start doing some different things. But right now, um, that's not the case. So like I said, we'll just wait and see, you know, and, and make adjustments as we go. That's just that's part of life, isn't it?
0: That's part of life and part of coaching, right? So and I want to get into like what do you do with your program? You first just mentioned about the athletic hour. Um I re- I spoke to uh, Joe Lombard from um, kind of one of the winniest coaches in, in in Texas, and that's what they do. And he has his seventh through twelfth graders every day for a basketball class. And I said, Man, that is an advantage. I- I'm really jealous of that. So what do you first of all? What do you do within that athletic hour? Are you in more fundamentals, more strength training? What, how do you take advantage of that?
1: Well, we just treat it like it's you – know, in, Ar- in Arkansas, the association, we are able to – it's pretty much – we get 50 weeks throughout the year where we can do whatever we want. We can wow. practice. We can, you know, do whatever we want. In Missouri, that's not the case at all. I mean, you start around uh, the 1st of November – and then that's when you can do whatever you want. Uh, but you're limited on, you know, summer, um, you're limited on, uh, preseason, you're living it on off season in the spring. Um, you know, so it's, it's, you know, I think probably the free reign you have in Arkansas and, and the tightness that you have in Missouri, we kind of go about halfway, if that makes sense. Um, obviously we're not practicing 50 weeks out of the year. Um, you know so what we do is like right now our we have class with them we're on a eight block system so we have four blocks one day four and then four different classes the next and so we have our guys every other day in our class but but so right now we're just going three days a week uh in our class and when during the season our guys take a zero hour on the days that we don't have basketball class, so they'll get out at the same time. So we start practice every day at 2.30. Okay. And, and uh, so in the preseason, you got to be smart because you don't want to go five days a week. So what we'll do, we start school in the, in the middle of August. We go three days a week. After Labor Day, we'll start going four days a week. And then after our fall break, we start going five days a week. And that's, you know, usually in the middle of October. We'll start going five days a week. And then once uh, November rolls around, we'll start adding some Saturdays in sometimes as well and go five or six times a week. And and uh, you have to be careful. You know, we don't sit there. I don't think you can start doing shell drill in, in August, um, you know, when you don't start playing games until the end of November. So we do a lot of our we play a lot of cutthroat with three teams. Um and it's just something that we like doing. Uh we're kind of a we're a motion team and so we're not we don't we, we don't run a lot of sets, we run a lot of actions in our motion. Um, but we don't call a lot of sets. We just try to let the guys play. And so it's a good way to do that in in our in our cutthroat. We we'll play um you know, three teams of five where, you know, you got 10 of them down one basket playing and then whoever wins that possession. So if the offensive team scores, they take it, they run it back the other way. If the defensive team gets a stop, they take it the other way to the third team that's waiting at the other side. And so we do a lot of that and that gets a lot. And then we video a lot of it. Um, and, and, uh, we watch film, um, so I mean, you know, I think we're really similar to probably what you do in Georgia. It's just that we have them in class, and uh, you know, we we will lift with them in the you know throughout the season, throughout the school year, throughout the summer. Um, you know, so I mean, I think it's it's not as different as you think, um, but it is an advantage to have it. I will say this: I mean, with with my athletic hour, I also have an athletic hour with our freshmen. So I'm able to go in with our freshmen as well. Uh, But that's a, that's a different block, different period than ours. So, I mean, it's, it's, it is, it is nice for our program and the continuity in our program with our assistants who played for me in the past, they all know our motion really well and able to teach it really well. and, And it's just, you know, just like I said, we just finished our third year here and now you're able to start, adding things on to your motion and layering things on there and adding layers to it. And, uh, it's been a really good thing. There's no question about that. You know, in Missouri, I had to teach three driver's ed classes every day. <laughs> sure. And, and then, and then three blocks every day and then have one block off and then go practice after school. So it's, it is, it is a nice advantage to have without question, but, but our practices are, are, are really similar probably how it is in, in, uh, Georgia or Missouri, or any other place?
0: Yeah, and I, um, I think we all have you know advantages, disadvantages, and and sounds like to me you you're taking advantage of. Your guys are really teaching hard during those times. I'm sure there's schools probably that are not taking advantage of it. You're probably getting some extra fundamental work. You're probably um, that extra work pays off, right, Coach? But say say a coach like myself, you can do a lot pre and post practice as well, right?
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, and and I'll say this about our team this year. I mean, we had some things, like I mentioned earlier, that kind of were challenges. Uh, You know, we had two great seniors this year. It just really led us through some difficult times. And at the end of the year, we were playing as good as anyone in our league. We ended up finishing fourth in our league, and it's a really solid league. But we 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 beat the second place team late in the season. We beat the third place team late in the season. We were we had the first place team um, down uh, four points with three seconds left in the game, and ended up we found a way to lose it. And that's a, that's a long story for later on. <laughs> maybe you can call me sometime. All outside. right. <laughs> uh, but but I mean we were playing really well, and uh, we of our top eight we had six. We had um, 600 – well, we had one junior, four sophomores, and a freshman playing. And uh, so we got some good things coming back. But but I think the, the, the thing that you can do – what I would say about those that group I started to tell you was at the end of our practices and late in the season, we just go for about an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 15. And then a lot of – I've coached teams in the past where you do that. When you're done with after an hour and 15 minutes – Boom! They're the locker room, and they're going home. And this team this year, they stuck around, and you know they'd take extra shots or they'd just sit and you know and just visit, and they weren't in a hurry to get out of there. It was just a really good team, and uh, you know we try to promote that best we can. And uh, but boy, it was certainly a you know they they certainly are welcome. We have guys that stay after and get on the gun or dr Dish and shoot and shoot and shoot and um you know i'm a big believer in 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 in, in shooting we shoot a lot during practice and then guys shoot after practice and and uh, you know yeah we we're able to do some stuff pre-practice and we we're able to stay after practice with them and you know because we at 230 and 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 you know late in the season we're starting at 230 and and then, you know, we're done at, uh, you know, 3.45, 4 o'clock. And so the kids will stay and still get out of there by 5. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's that part's a really nice advantage, no question, Coach.
0: Coach, it sounds like, I mean, just kind of just, you know, sensing what you're trying to say is you got a strong culture there because don't you agree if – now I can take a kid and tell them, hey, hey tell her, that, hey, you know, you got to stay for five to ten minutes. We're going to work on something. But it sounds like your kids are on their own without telling you anything. Hey, Coach, I'm going to stay and get, you know, 100 extra pull-up jump shots in. Is that, is that part of your culture?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's just something that, you know, we, we, do, we do say things like they got to do things outside of our time a lot. But I don't think that you can have kids that just punch in and punch out the time clock. Um, and they got to be able to grow and they got to be able to do some things on their own. And, but we're not sitting there and requiring them to do it. That's certainly not the case. Uh, We do, we do a lot of film coach. Um, We watch a lot of film and and we meet a lot when, and we have them keep notebooks. And um, so I think that they know what is, what it takes um, to be successful. And, we have to be really, really fundamental. And uh, cause we're not going to out athlete any, any of the teams in our league or the teams around little rock. Um, you know, we've got some kids that can stay with them, but I'm just talking about, you know, team wise, we're, we just, we can't match up with some of the others, other schools. And so you have to be very fundamental and you have to have game plans and help our guys. And our guys just did a great job of, of, I think we just got some intelligent kids that know how to play. And that's, that's really what your job is. I think is we have to, we have to teach kids how to play. And I've always been a believer of that teaching them how to play. And it helps them late in the season instead of just teaching them set plays all the time. And, and, um, and there's a lot of great coaches in Northwest Arkansas and in central Arkansas as well, that, that do the same thing. I'm not saying we're better than anybody else because uh, we're not, uh, but, But I do think that uh, you know our kids. We have great kids at Bentonville High School. We're really blessed, and and it's it's been a lot of fun coaching uh, them. And I'm we're already working for next year. And uh, you know our we we've got like I said we've got six of our top eight coming back, and you know our young kids are really good, and uh, we like them a lot. We're just gonna keep working with them and developing them. And uh, like I said, uh, we do we do a an exit kind of an exit interview kind of like what colleges do and and i'm sure a lot of high schools do as well but we do evaluations with them and i think it's a great thing to look back on their season and uh and help them as to what they need to work on and and just a great conversation and and i just think communication with the kids is is really important i always try to i always i always tell them I, i always like Sometimes I'm I'm brutally honest with them and, and transparent, but I like them going home knowing how I'm what I'm thinking because sometimes that's when some bad discussions can take place at home about with parents and and so forth about well what do you think coach is thinking here I just kind of like to be matter of fact with them so they know exactly what I'm thinking and and sometimes that's that's good for the kids they enjoy hearing it and then sometimes they don't enjoy hearing it you know. And uh, but, I, but that's just that's a trait I've learned that that the kids appreciate over the years.
0: Yeah, no doubt. The, just the, this the ability to be honest with kids, I think, is so important. I think your best coaches definitely do that. Uh, coach, give me your core values because I I always want to know like what do you really believe in in Bentonville? Because I think you have to have that if you're to, you're going to succeed. Because you always have to go back to that during tough times, right?
1: Yeah, I think you know it, it changes from from team to team at times, but I've always had these these things that I've always said using the word right, you know, R I G H T. You know, we we like them to act right, we like them to play right, we like them to live right and 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 we like them to uh, prepare the right way. And um uh, you know, and, I, and and basically, you know, just do things right. Um you know, and, and, you know, if you look at all of those, I mean, individually, I mean, like, we like them to play right. Well, we, what does that mean? Well, we want them to play the way we practice. You know, I, I've always been adamant about the fact that sometimes, you know, you go through all these practices in the preseason, and then you get to the first game, and you get some kids that want to try to do things that we haven't practiced. Sure. And so I, I like them to play right, do the things that we work on all the time. I like them to act right, Um, you know, get a bad call, which is going to happen. You know, let's act the right way. Let's, 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 let's represent our school the right way. Um, We like them to prepare the right way. You know, we, we want them to, we do a lot of that in practice. It could be in the film room. It could be in the weight room, just get prepared to do things the right way. And then we like them to live the right way. And that, that, that would include things that, you know, we're, We're a public school at Bentonville High School, um, you know, so we can't, um, you know, um, get real specific as far as spirituality and and religion and so forth. But we want them to live right and do things that are.
0: Huddle is the preferred video and analytics platform for over six million users and 150 thousand teams worldwide. Huddle offers a complete performance platform including the most powerful and flexible tools for video analysis with online tools, mobile and desktop apps, smart cameras, analysts, and more. For more information on huddle, check out hudl.com or at huddle on Twitter and Instagram.
1: ...are supportive um, that things that are going to help them get to where they want to be, uh, not just for our team, but, but for their families and for their own personal life. And, and uh, you know, so I, I think those are really the core things that we really try to to hit on. But you know, we can talk specifically about teams. You know, and one of the things we say about the uh, this year's team, we like getting a shot on goal every time, so we put a prime emphasis on taking care of the basketball, and we don't we don't like turning it over. Uh, we want to get a shot on goal every single time. You know, we want to have a lead effort. We want our guys playing hard competing hard every possession and you know we those are you know those are sam- examples of things that we'll say to our guys um you know over the course of the season that that we want them doing um you know on a daily basis and you know i think that you know our guys you know the guys accept the challenge that we put in front of them and and i i think those are those are things that are pretty solid that uh, our players could even answer that question for you.
0: Yeah, I love that. and I, that, That's such a – I love how you kind of explain that with clarity. I think that's important for his coaches, right? And I'm sure you're constantly reinforcing that in everything that you're doing, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think you can – you know, you can uh, – <clears throat> you know, you can relay a lot of things, you know, and I'm not talking about on the floor, you know, but, you know, we've, we've said, you know, my son played college baseball at Southeast Missouri for uh, a a very great baseball man and Steve Beezer who played in the major leagues, but also now he's the head coach at university of Missouri. And one thing coach Beezer always said was, um, was how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, so true. And, yeah. and that's that's something that we try to relate to our guys. You know, if you're going to be a guy that's taking shortcuts in the classroom and, and uh, you know, and, and, and doing that, then you're probably going to be a guy that's going to take a shortcut in the weight room or in a, in a difficult drill and practice, et cetera. I mean, we just try to get them to do the right things in everything that they do. And that I think that just helps them you know to be adults to be productive adults and that's that's kind of what our goal is anyhow
0: yeah i love that coach and I, I really want you're known for your motion offense and um i've seen a lot of video clips on your teaching ability and so forth of the offense can you describe to us um in detail a little bit i know it's hard over the phone to describe an offense but tell us about the motion offense and um I just heard so many great things about uh, the other Missouri coaches have talked about. Really, what a great teacher of the game you are, as far as your your motion. Can you help us out with that?
1: Well, you know, it is hard over the phone, but I'll, I'll just say this: you know, we we try to make it as simple as possible for our guys, and we've we've, as I told you, we've kind of added some new things this year in our motion. We started using. Um, Some of the NBA chin series and elbow series, uh, but we're still teaching the same things as far as reading screens. And that's basically what, what motion is. It's, it's reading screens. And basically we have two cutters on every screening opportunity. You know, we have, if I'm coming to screen for you, coach, you're the first cutter and uh, you're going to make a read based on how your defender is guarding you, as uh, you go across the screen if your defender jumps ball side then we're going to use what we call a pop back um, or a fade some people call it where you're going away from the ball and a skip pass usually is going to be a a pass to get it to you for a shot if my defender if your defender follows you through the screen then you're going to make a tight cut or a curl Um, if they um, overplay over the top of the screen, then you can go back door. Um, so those are the three main that we kind of look at, um, you know, but but it's all dependent on how the defense guards you. And, and I've used this in, 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 in clinics that, that I've been able to speak at about our motion. We always have two cutters. You'd be the first cutter if I was screening for you, and then I would be the second cutter and I'm going to go opposite of you. So if you're making a cut to the basket, I'm cutting away from the basket. If you're going to make a cut away from the basket, then I'm going to slip to the basket. And so you always have two cutters for the passer to be able to read. And, uh, you know, it makes it pretty hard to defend. And, um, you know, so that's just kind of it. That's just kind of making it as simple as possible. And you can say all those things, and then you can say, well, how do you, how do you teach it? Well, you teach it with a lot of two-on-two. Two. And, uh, you know, and, and we do those drills still today where you're making a read on your guy. I think one of the most common mistakes that offensive players make away from the ball is they want to watch the ball all the time because most players want the ball in their hands. And so we really try hard to teach our kids how to score without the ball in their hands. And you do that by making the correct reads through screens. And you know, we've got we've got a young freshman right now who's a really a wonderful player, physically very gifted. Mm-hmm. And he played on a varsity this year, just had his evaluation today, and one thing we talked about is when he has the ball in his hand or when he's defending the guy with the ball in his hand, he's an elite player. He's very good with the ball in his hand or guarding the guy with the ball in his hand. But when he doesn't have the ball in his hand or when his defender doesn't have the ball, he's an average player. Cause he doesn't know how yet. And that's (laughs) our job is to teach him. So that's really our next step. He's made a lot of steps this year. We keep saying, Hey, here's your next step. Well, his next step is learn how to play without the ball, and that's what we're trying to teach our guys to do: is to learn to play without the ball, where they can score without it, and get the work done before they receive the pass. And that's really kind of motion, to be honest. I mean, you know, and you always have a way to get open if you read the defense. So we teach our guys: as you're coming through the screen, you got to sneak a peek. You've gotta be able to look and see how is my defender guarding me. If he's following me, I'm gonna curl. If he's going ball side, I'm popping back. If he's gonna fight me over the top, I'm gonna to let him go over the top, I'm going back door. And then my screener's making the second cut opposite of what the first cutter's doing. And some people that'll make sense. Some people it won't. Um, love talking basketball. Anybody needs anything, you know, they they if I if I could give them some opportunities to to get in touch with me, if you want to share my email or 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 anything like that, I'd be glad to try to help anybody with it. I mean, it's it's a great way to teach the game, and like I said earlier, we try to teach our guys how to play, and I think that's better than just teaching them set plays all the time. And that's all Don Meyer staff coach huge, <laughs> for sure. I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Don Meyer fan. <laughs> I still watch his films and DVDs and before our season gets going, I just, I love, I love him. And, and I love everything he stood for. And, um, you know, one of, one of the best gifts my wife ever got me was uh he sent me a couple notebooks full of stuff um, and sent me an autographed picture and some different things that I have up in my office. But, but when she called his, his uh, school to ask him for help, she was surprised that he answered the phone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which those of us that knew him weren't surprised by.
0: (laughs) Yeah. One of the greatest teachers. I mean, talk about a guy who just, he was not afraid to give out information. I mean, I mean, shared so much.
1: Uh, I just call him a coach's coach. He was a coach's coach. No doubt. And and shared everything and, and was just so gracious to help others and just a servant leader, man. And, uh, and that's what we all need to be striving to be.
0: Yeah, and I definitely think he's the model coach. I think, uh, but uh, he left us you know way too early, but he gave us so much.
1: Yes, Uh no doubt. I think young coaches, if you know, they get on on uh, on Google or search or whatever, and 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 look, and and you can watch videos of some of his talks and his clinics, and you know, you talk about somebody young that wants to learn how to coach and learn some, get some ideas. I mean, he was just phenomenal. I mean, phenomenal. So, uh, and he left his legacy for sure.
0: Yeah. He was still coaching with cancer. And I think he, I think he had his one leg and I saw him in so many clinics still like motivating. So uh, no doubt an inspiration to all of us. Coach, tell me about, I have a big six foot girl along with four good guards. You tell me now. The hardest part I have is, you know, is spreading the wealth uh, because I have some really good guards and I have a, a post player that's going to be a senior. We want to feed. How would Coach Rippi take that type of team with your motion and build it?
1: Well, there's there's a lot of things. You know, you know, with your post, is, is she pick and pop? Can is she a shooter from elbow or is she a low post only?
0: Well, I tell you. She's actually – she's more comfortable. She's one. She's bigger than anybody we play against. Um, she's better from the elbow. She's better from a turn and face. But we – I fed her a lot down low, and she wasn't just that great at finishing around the rim. So I got to find us – I got to find her, her area of specialty. Uh, I got to find her spot, and that's what I'm trying to kind of uh, find out right now at this particular time.
1: Yeah, it's always a challenge to run. You know, when I'm talking, you know, mainly we run a five-out motion. Got yes. And, you know, and and you know, I've had, you know, we've got a we've got a young kid coming next year. That's uh that's an eighth grader right now, and he's he's six seven. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> uh, supposed to be supposed to be, you know, how that goes, but you know, somewhere around six ten, six eleven, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I mean, but he's. You know, we, we like them to, to teach them how to play with their face in the basket. I think that does them a great service when they get to college. Um, you know, and, and, and of course, if you get someone, you know, we, our girls program at Bentonville, they, we have a girl that's six, five, it's number one rated post in, in, in her junior class, uh, 2021 20, class, um, and she can step out and hit threes, and but she also can get on that block and cause you a lot of problems. And I just think you, you know, as a motion team, it's it's so helpful for them to be able to catch and face, and and basically what you have when you have one player that's catching and facing, then you got two natural screening opportunities. And ideally, we like them to be on different sides of the floor for spacing. Um, so we like to we like to catch in the middle a lot, and then let some things happen on the other side on, on each side. But when you have four really good guards um, and and one post, you got a lot. Of, you're going to have a lot of fun time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly,
1: because it's it's really in in my opinion it's nice to have the post, but it's really a guards game right now. It is. Yes, sir. In, in most, in most areas, it's a guards game. And, and it's, you know, you got to have good guards that can take care of the ball and distribute and are willing to make extra passes and are willing to feed the post. And, and you also have to have posts who are willing to, to fan out and throw at the skip passes and, and not try to go against two or three people inside as well. And, and uh, you know, I, I think every team's different, you know um, you know, the motion we ran this year was different than the motion we ran when I was in Missouri. Um, and I think we, like I said earlier, we, we're, we're, doing a lot of chin and elbow stuff that the NBA does. And we really modeled it after um, the Jokic kid from Denver. Sure. And, we love watching them. And then the more we watch them and the more you watch NBA, you watch Brad Stevens doing things in, in, in Miami Heat and about the Hornets. I mean, you're watching a lot of teams. That are, they're just doing a lot of that stuff. But all of the stuff they're doing, they're making reads off of. And, and that's that's one thing. That's one of our goals is when if and when our guys move on to college we want them to be prepared uh, to be able to read screens cuz they may not be a motion team but you're going to have to be able to read screens if you're going to play in college and you know our guys I think um I think we do a good job of teaching it uh, we try really hard at it anyway and um you know I think it makes it really hard for de- teams to defend you and uh but man you got to have shooters <laughs> for sure and that's why we work so hard at our shooting. And, and, you know, we got some good young shooters on our, in our program right now. And, and, um, you know, and it really helps you with your space in the floor and, uh, you know, you, and, and you run some ball screen stuff right now, which, you know, when I first did started motion coach, we didn't do ball any ball screening. I thought it ruined your spacing. And, and, and now we do a lot of ball screening and, uh, and I and I love space on the floor with shooters on the other side. And you know if, if they're going to help in there, um, you're going to make them pay with some window passes. And um, if they aren't going to help, then you got some guys that can turn the corner and go score. And uh, you know I just you know you got to always try to find ways to 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 attack people. And uh, and motion certainly is a great way to do. it. It's a fun way. It's a fun because I love teaching. And, um, you know, I, you know, we can teach motion in October and we're still teaching hard motion in February. And, um, you know, sometimes you get to sets and you don't have to say a whole lot because everybody knows where they're going, what they're doing. And then we, we've got kind of got away from sets per se. Now we still run a few, but we get away from them and we, we, we start teaching actions off of different reads and, um. That's been something our guys have been really good at picking up, and we, you know, late in the season, or you know, we we're playing so well late in the year. I think we won six of our last seven, and um, um, we weren't we weren't calling very many sets, uh, maybe one or two or three times a game, and just mainly letting the guys play and playing fast, playing with good tempo, and um, man, it's fun to watch, and you know, you just you reap the benefits from all your teaching, all your coaching do all season long by letting them play and there's some frustrating times early because you know you kind of lose control about right. who's getting the shots where they're getting them and when they're getting them and that's that's the advantage of having sets and that's why we have a few in there but for the most part you just got to trust your guys and let them work through some things and and it's it really was beneficial for our team this year for, for sure
0: coach how do you match don't i mean would you agree with me and maybe you might disagree your defensive system has to match your offensive system, correct? And what do you do defensively to match kind of your style well, of offense? Yeah, we're
1: we're predominantly a man team. Um, now we're not a we're not a pick up ninety four feet team. Um, just because we're you know we, we play some teams that got, got better athletes and quicker than us and so forth. You know our kids laugh at me when I tell them this, but I just tell them you know we're kind of vanilla. I mean we. we don't <laughs> have a lot of flavor about us. We're just kind of simple. And, you know, I've tried things, Coach, just like all of us. I've tried to run secondary breaks. I've tried to (laughs) run and jump. I've tried to do – but what I've learned, Coach, over time (laughs) is that I'm not going to run and jump people um, unless I can do that against the best teams on my schedule. I'm not going to waste our coaching and our teaching time working on something that I can't do against the best teams on our schedule and uh I think that's been something that now you're able to devote more time to your things that you do and because of our team personnel, the last couple of years, we've ran the pack line okay and um you know, uh, you know I't next year we may change that a little bit um we may have to be able to have some guys to get out and and pick up a little bit further than than the uh than the pack arc you know um. Uh, but but that's what we've done, and and that's what we practiced against, uh, you know. And 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 still with the being conscious of conscious of the fact that, you know, teams sometimes they don't want to man us because we're hard to defend because our motion's difficult. So we got to get to the point, and this year we were able to do it where we were able to run our man stuff against zones as well, and so people we didn't see a lot of zones. And, and, and we have really good shooters. And I think that's one of the reasons why you don't see zone, but if you see zone, if you can run the same stuff against the zone or the man, it just really improves guys' comfort level. You know what I mean? And, and confidence level. And uh, it's been a really good thing. And like I said, you know, just because now next year will be the first year that we've had guys four years in our program and, you're just able to add things on to the layers. You know, you got your foundation built and now you're just able to add layers on to what you're trying to teach. And, uh, you know, we're excited about next year for sure.
0: And coach, don't you agree that I guess the secret is right, is if you add things, do you eliminate stuff or do you, I mean, because that's where I guess as coaches, I think we add too much sometimes, Where that's a, you know, I'm a, I wanna change it up one three one two three. When is when does that when is that a beneficial or not in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I, you know, like I said, we're pretty vanilla coach. We don't we're not real <laughs> fa- fancy. I mean it's people who scout us, they're they they do not have a whole lot of stuff, you know, they can write personnel stuff down, but as far as like set plays and different things, they they can get some things that maybe our guys tendencies maybe if you would sure uh but but they're they're not going to be able to if they take one thing away then we better have a counter to it um but as far as you know as far as practice time goes you know obviously we got to play some zone um to practice against it um, to be prepared for it um you know but like i said earlier i, I don't we don't spend a lot of time you know obviously you got to go against some press um you know, for us, we have to put seven or eight out there on the floor to go against them to simulate some of the teams that you play against um, just because we're not a pressing team. Um, so, I mean, you know, you have to find ways to do it. But I'm, I'm not a big believer in just doing things just to be doing them or just to be experimenting because I, I, I think I've been around long enough, as you, you know, and you kind of feel, probably feel the same way to know what works and what doesn't. And uh, I'm not a big gimmick guy. Um you know you just you know, here here you are here's what we do um of course, you gotta make some adjustments as you go, but um you know uh, part of part of the advantage of being a motion team is is you don't have to make a whole lot of adjustments, you just have to make better reads and uh so that's kind of how I feel about that
0: absolutely Coach. And i um it sounds like you really believe in what you guys do it's it, it's it's the ultimate simplicity right. Uh, simplicity works. Simplicity wins.
1: Well, you know, uh, we'd like for it to win a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> you know, but I think most of us always can say that. I mean, we've been, you know, we've had three really solid seasons here at Bentonville High School, and you know, before that, you know, at Kickpoo we had some loaded teams. I mean, it's, you know, Kickapoo is is a is a powerful program in the state of Missouri. Way before I got there. Uh, Roy Green was my high, my coach, and he built that program up to – I went to Kickapoo High School. I played for him, and he built that to one of the top programs in the state of Missouri. And so I was was fortunate to replace him and just kind of try to keep things going and uh, had some really athletic and great teams um, that I was able to coach there for in the seven years I was there and then had this opportunity in northwest Arkansas and, and just – you know, my daughter plays volley, played volleyball at the U of A at at the University of Arkansas, and it it, it was an opportunity for us. You know, Bentonville's about thirty miles from from uh, Fayetteville, guys. A little closer to her, but not too close. Uh, she would be the first to say that. But but we just really love this area, and they gave me an opportunity to come down here, and and really to coach with my son. Just been a dream come true. It's been a, just a blessing, and and watching him develop as a coach. Um, and And you know it's just been a it's just been just so enjoyable um to work with him and watch him make a difference for our team really make a difference in our young people's lives um and not just with our team but also you know he teaches at a middle school in Bentonville, and I know that uh, he's doing a great job in the classroom as well
0: yeah you can't <laughs> you can't purchase that i mean that's great um now, I'm looking back. I would love to have the opportunity to coach with my dad and so forth. That would have been awesome. Uh so you're really blessed with that, coach. Coach, I know you have to go. Um, I just want to finish out how how does Coach Rippey run an ideal practice? What what's the basic format and rules of your ideal practice that you guys run? What what's a great practice for you guys?
1: Well, you know, coach, we'll we'll start out always. Uh, with shooting <laughs> we get out and we do a lot of passer shooter rebounder three-man drills um, you know where, where guys do a minute shooting in the corner and then they do a minute shooting at the free throw line we after they hit you know four five fifteen ten twelve fifteen footers they back up and start shooting threes um, then they just rotate through and we do usually three spots on that we we do a lot of, uh, you know, guys. I don't know if you're familiar with Drew Hanlon or not. I am. Yeah, I love Drew. Drew, Drew Drew's fantastic. He's um, got one of his guys down here in, our, in Northwest Arkansas, John Beck, that John does a great job and, and learned a lot from those guys. But we do some of their shooting drills where the three in a row drill, we love from the corner, the wing, the top, the other wing, and the other corner. Give them two minutes and see if they can make three in a row from all five spots. And if they can, then they got to make one shot from each of those five spots in a row and not miss. And then if they make that, which we've had a couple of guys do, then we just have them start three in a rows again. And, uh, so, I mean, we do that. We'll do the, we like the two, two minutes and 30 second threes where they'll shoot 30 seconds from all five spots. So we do a lot of shooting coach, uh, and then after shooting, then we usually break up and, and do some fundamental stuff, um, you know, position work sometimes. And sometimes we'll do varsity on one side, JV on the other. And then we rotate from different fundamental skills. Um, and then and then, we, then we do our defensive stuff. Um, and then while we're doing our defensive stuff, we're also working on our, on our motion stuff. And, uh, and then we'll work – sometimes we'll work full-court press stuff uh, against it. And, uh, you know, some, and, then, and then obviously you're working on your motion, you're working on that stuff. And and then uh, a lot of times we like to end it with competition. Uh, so we'll play some cutthroat or we'll play uh, three possession games or we'll play one stop, one score, where you got two uh, teams battling out and the first team to get one stop and score one time win, wins that game. Um we like two minute games, Coach. We like to play the two minute games, and just and that gets to the point where they got to make some adjustments and they learn to execute down the stretch. Um, our our we're hoping that our conference in Class Six next year we're hoping is going to go with the shot clock.
0: Okay. Um,
1: we think that's going to be a great thing, and and we've we've made some strides into getting that done. It's not a done deal yet, but we think we've got a really good chance of that happening for class 6 in arkansas next year and uh and we think that's going to be a great thing for end of games where you know you, you don't have to foul as quickly uh you can just trust your guys to get stops and uh you know if you have a 35 second shot clock you can rest assured that every defensive drill we're going to do is going to be 35 seconds and i think that you, i think it's easier to get guys to to buy into the fact that all you gotta do is guard for 35 seconds, we can do a lot of things for 35 seconds, and uh, certainly guarding needs to be one of them. <laughs> so, so I mean that that's just kind of I mean, you know. Sure. And obviously, sure. I mean, that's just kind of a an outline of very general of what we do, but in, and obviously, coaches sometimes you work more on one thing than the others, and and so forth. But but you gotta hit you gotta hit shooting every day, I believe. You gotta hit fundamentals every day, I believe. You gotta hit your defense every day. You gotta do something with your offense every day. And I think you gotta keep do competition in there every day. And uh, you know, and and in, in, in your defensive stuff, we've learned that, you know, on our shell drills and stuff, we we've learned to make some things competition and uh and the guys uh instead of rolling their eyes when you're saying shell drill, they get to the point where they kind of look forward to competing, you know what I mean? So sure. So you learn things as you go, but, but, uh, I just think you got, you know, you got your core things you got to hit every day coach. And then of course, towards the end of the year, you don't have to hit those maybe every day, but, and certainly not as long. And, um, you know, I just think that, uh, I think guys like routine. I'm certainly a routine guy. I like routine. I think the guys know what to expect. And, uh, and then certainly in your competitions, different things pop up that, uh, help prepare them for games. And that's certainly what our practice is designed to do is to help prepare them for games.
0: Coach, what is one drill that you do every day that, uh, you know, us coaches can, can, can take and use? What is one drill that Bittenville does coach Rippy does every day that you really believe in?
1: Well, I, you know, I try not to do one thing every day, but I'll okay. shoot every day for darn sure. Um, you know, we try not to do the same thing every single day because I think variety's good. I sit here saying I like routine, <laughs> but I don't like routine to the point where it's boring. Right. And uh, I think the guys, you know, I, I like to keep things fresh. Um, you know, so, you know, we do a lot of, you know, we do a lot of transition stuff. Um, we do a lot of three trips. I'd say that's probably one that we probably do on a daily basis, but you can change up your three trips. And I, I guess what I mean is you can make a focus one day on, and when I say three trips, I'm talking about three different possessions. So for one team, you're going to have two offensive possessions. The other team's going to have one offensive possession and, uh, and play defense twice. And you can change it up where your first possession is a sideline out-of-bounds play, or it could be a baseline out-of-bounds play your first possession could be against a zone. Um, your, your second one could be against a man. Um, you know, you can change that up and add a variety to it, but we do that drill quite a bit and, uh, we do some other transition drills with, with, uh, it's important for us coach. We like to get back on defense and get our defense set and we don't like giving up transition points. And, uh, it's a kind of a premium for us. And, uh, so I'd say that anything with the three trips probably do the most uh, often, but saying that it's not something that, that's a, that's a set in stone that we do it this exact way every single day. Does that make sense? It sure, sure does.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, but I mean, we, we shoot every day. We, we play defense every day. We play offense every day. We rebound every day. It's just, you know, we do fundamentals every day. We working on ball handling against pressure. we, Working on finishing against pressure. And, you know, I think that, you know, we get things from other programs. We're blessed here with two great coaches at the University of Arkansas and, and Eric Musselman and, and John and, and sorry, Mike Neighbors that, that just do a great job. And, and really, uh, we've gotten more out of Coach Neighbors than we have Musselman. We haven't been able <laughs> to get up there to see them as much. Sure. Um, but but Coach Neighbors, we've been to, and man, he does such a fabulous job of teaching the game, and they do a lot of the same things that we do. Um, I should say that, yeah, they do things, and we try to emulate them. And uh, just, you know, that's the thing. I mean, young coaches, we got we got to find people that we respect and we like, and we all draw are different. Our philosophy comes from things that we enjoy from other people. And, um, you know, there's, there's things that my assistants pick up for me and they'll take on and there'll be some things that they don't like that I do. And they'll, that's just how you develop, develop your philosophy. We certainly steal from others just like, uh, um, just like anybody else does, um, you know, and, and things that we think would be beneficial for our program. Yeah. You have
0: Now I was, I was going to ask you really quick cause I know you got to go. I mean, neighbors and musclemen, um, I think they're going to be there a while, Coach. I real I just just from studying those guys, I think Musselman um, has really found a, a nice niche there. I unfortunately the conference tournament had to end there. Uh, my Georgia Bulldogs won. I was hoping they would go on, but uh, but uh, they're they're losing to Anthony Edwards, so that's that's another issue. But
1: well, you got a good guy to learn from too, absolutely. and Tom Crean. So I mean, you know, and, and it you know, I think you got to be able, you know, we didn't make it to a practice this year for coach Musselman, but we were able to get to coach neighbors and, and, uh, and I've gotten to be pretty good friends. Their, their video guys really helped us and help really in particular, my son learn about a lot about with the video stuff. And uh they've just been a great resource for us. And, um, you know, you just got, you got to have friends, man. And, and, and that are willing to help you. And, but I think probably most importantly, you gotta be willing to ask, you know. And sometimes one of the biggest mistakes we make as coaches, especially a young coach is trying to prove himself, which I'm not anymore. Um, but but a young coach sometimes you you're afraid to ask because you think somebody maybe thinks that you're not don't know what you're doing, and uh, and you're missing the boat uh, to the young coaches that are listening to you right now. You gotta be you gotta be willing to ask because there's so many guys out there who who you know everyone's been in their spot before but there's so many guys that are willing to share and uh and like i said earlier man i love helping young coaches and uh i like helping all coaches but in particular i like helping young coaches get get into their in our profession because man we need we need good young coaches in our profession that are they're willing to 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 pour into our youth and uh you know, not just to make them good basketball players, but just to pour into their lives to help them be better people. And um, I just think that's huge, and it's a, it's an honor and a blessing to be able to do that on a daily basis.
0: Coach, I, I really appreciate you sharing. I mean, you uh, over an hour of great information. I'm telling you, you're gonna have a lot of people contacting you. I got I got a lot of listeners and so forth that love tuning in. How what's the best way to get in contact with you? Is it emails? Is it- Phone number, yeah, or, uh, yeah. Twitter,
1: my yeah. Email. I, I mean, I'm I'm on my phone a lot too, and I'll, I'll answer emails all the time. Okay, that's probably the best way to get it on there to get to get me and 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 my email is. Can I share it with you? Is that okay? Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. It's it's r uh, r i p p e e at Bentonville K one two dot o-r-g so rrippy at bentonville k two dot o-r-g okay and man they get in touch with me i love talking shop and, and love talking basketball and sharing ideas and exchanging ideas anytime love love to do it and, and and appreciate the opportunity to do so so i appreciate you having me coach
0: coach thank you so much i learned so much and i i have the great honor I got a. I'm talking to a legend now. Now I'm talking to Jay Blossom on Monday. Hey.
1: Oh, Jay's one. Of, I tell you what. Still <laughs> to this day, we had one of the best games I've ever been involved in <laughs> in the semifinals of the of the state tournament in Missouri. He had an unbelievable team, and we had a really nice team as well. And and uh, we hit a shot with about uh, I don't know 15, 20 seconds left to put us up two. I think. Yeah, up two and they come down, had a kid named Ramey that played at the University of Texas still and great player. Comes down, hits a shot, we foul him and he makes a free throw. Uh, we end up losing by one. And then they end up winning the state finals by I think forty. Oh, excuse so, me. So really our game was just was just a phenomenal game. And Jay's a great guy. And if you if you get a chance, tell him I said hi. I you know, will. Both of our daughters play or uh, we're setters in in, uh, in volleyball, and so we we have a lot in common, uh, except the fact that he's won a state championship and I have not. So so he's he's uh, he's a dandy, one of my good friends. So tell him I said hi.
0: Yeah, and I know you can have opportunities because I know you're gonna you're gonna build a great program there. You already are, but I, I really appreciate you taking the time out, coach. And I wish you the best. And um, I just I just want to say thank you again for sharing with us.
1: Well, you're most welcome, and and uh, thanks for what you're doing to try to help coaches. And and uh, anytime I can help anybody, if they want to email me or, you know, and I can I, I can exchange my phone number with them if they email me, and and be glad to stay in touch with them and help them in any way that I can, and and just have a really passion for helping others and helping coaches. And and uh, again, thank you, coach, for all you're doing to help everyone, and uh, wish you the very best as well. And let's just all be praying for. Absolutely. All our leaders whether our schools districts our states our nation we just need to be thinking of them right now because we got some difficult times ahead of us here and and uh, but it's good to divert it away from it, uh, for for an hour or so and and uh and not think about it for a while and, and uh but now back to reality huh
0: absolutely coach thank you so much for sharing um you're right this, this is a great diversion. This, Um, but I I know you're going to keep working with your kids and keep building a great program there, and I wish you all the best in that state of Arkansas out there. So thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Coach. Same to you and everyone else. Thank you,
0: Coach. All right. Thank you so much, Coach.
1: There you are. You're running for your life.
0: You're a shooting star all the years. No one knows just how hard you worked. But now it shows.